good day, my friends, and welcome to this wonderful spring day and to another Black History Moment with Bo. This is going to be a great day for you. You know why? Because the first thing you did was tune into this program, knowing that it will put a little glide in your stride. Three things that will always be there is the sun, the moon, and the truth. And I bring you the truth. Now it might make you mad and it might make you sad. But one thing about it, when it's all over, it'll make you glad that you heard it. Because it has a way of satisfying the soul. You know, what they're calling African history, Negro history, are the missing pages of world history. Read the history of the people who took you out of history and you will find out why they were so insecure that they had to take you out of history. Why they could not stand for your history to compete with theirs. My friend Malcolm once said, if you stick a knife in my back nine inches and pull it out six inches, that's not progress. If you pull it all the way out, that's not progress. The progress comes from healing the wound that the blow made. They haven't begun to pull the knife out. They won't even admit the knife is there. So right now, Let's slip into darkness and talk about the silent protest parade. We march because we deem it a crime to be silent in the face of such barbaric acts. We march because we want our children to live in a better land and enjoy fairer conditions than have fallen to our lot. We live in spite of death shadowing us and ours. We prosper in the face of the most unwarranted illegal oppression. Now, these words might seem like they come from the actions of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmed, Aubrey, and Tony McDaniel, but they were actually more than 100 years old. They appeared on a flyer created by the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People because both of specific incidents of racial violence and years of lynching, rape, segregation, and discrimination that led to the silent protest parade on July 28, 1917 that gathered together both African Americans and immigrants men, women, and children to march down Fifth Avenue and declare that they could not be silent in the face of such barbaric acts. Today, the United States is consumed with complex responses to the death of young black men at the hands of the police. That could be widely compared to a lynching. That they happen even during a pandemic is no coincidence. COVID-19 has laid bare persistent inequalities in health care, housing, and employment. 
leading to disproportionate fatalities and economic losses among Black, Latino, and Indigenous communities. Prior to May 1917, there began a migration of Blacks fleeing threats to life and liberty in the South. Tensions in East St. Louis were brewing between Blacks and white workers that were competing for jobs. Many Blacks had found employment in the local industry, and in the spring of 1917, mostly white employees of the Aluminum Ore Company voted for a labor strike, and the company recruited hundreds of Blacks to replace them. And like that old age story, the situation exploded after rumors of black men and white women fraternizing began to circulate. And thousands of white men descended on East St. Louis and started attacking African-Americans. They destroyed the buildings and beat people. The rioting died down only to rise with vigor again several weeks later. And after an incident in which police officer was shot by black residents of the city, thousands of whites marched and rioted in the city again. And eyewitnesses liked the mob to a manhunt, describing how rioters sought out blacks to beat, mutilate, stab, shoot, hang, and then burn. The brutality of the attacks by mobs of white people and the refusal by the authorities to protect innocent lives contributed to the responsive measures taken by some African-Americans in St. Louis and the nation. Marcus Garvey said that the riot was one of the bloodiest outrages against mankind and a wholesale massacre of our people insisting that this is no time for fine words, but a time to lift one's voice against the savagery of people who claim to be dispensers of democracy. After the riots, many black people felt that there was little possibility of the United States ever permitting black people to enjoy full citizenship, equal rights, and dignity. A lot of our people just gave up. And by the time it was all over, the official death count was 39 black residents and nine whites. But many believed that at least 100 men, women, and children had been killed. The NAACP, which had been founded in 1909, moved to protest the lawless treatment of the Negro throughout the country. And many black civic political and social organizations in New York were asked to support the protest parade and pastors rallied their congregation. Children led the parade followed by women and then men. Women and children wore white to signify their innocence while men dressed in dignified suits. And signs spoke for the protesters who remained silent throughout the march. While the police insisted that a sign portraying a woman begging President Wilson to secure democracy at home before fighting for it in Europe be removed from the march, others with slogans like Make America Safe for Democracy, Repelled by Unions We Are Condemned as Scabs, and Your Hands Are Full of Blood were permitted. Now get this, my friends. The only sound besides the footsteps of the marchers was the beat of muffled drums. 
The New York Times reported that another 20,000 African-American New Yorkers lined Fifth Avenue to witness the parade and wrote those in the parade represented every Negro organization and church in the city. But they didn't march as an organization, but as a people of one race united by ties of blood and color and working for a common cause. And black Americans in other cities responded to the massacre as well. In Chicago, Ida B. DeWells reported on a local group mass meeting and subsequent resolution that the wholesale slaughter of colored men, women, and children was the result of the reckless indifference of public officials who, with the power of the police, sheriff, and governor, could have prevented this massacre if they had discharged the duty which the law imposed upon them. Wells also investigated over 700 lynchings in the late 19th century, emphasizing the hypocrisy and untruth of claims that lynching was a justifiable response to black men raping white women by calling out the enduring sexual exploitation of black women by white men. So what the NAACP did was they formed a committee on anti-lynching in 1916 and began dispatching field secretaries to investigate lynchings. But publicizing these atrocities led to an increased awareness of violence and both black and white Americans advocated for anti-lynching legislation. And you know what, my friends? An anti-lynching bill was introduced in 1918. However, that bill and others like it never got through the Senate door because of Southern opposition. And here's the kicker. It wasn't until 2018 that the Senate passed anti-lynching legislation. And in February 2020, the House of Representatives passed the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act by a vote of 410 to 4. And the bill still hasn't become law. To the beat of muffled drums, 8,000 Negro men, women, and children marched down Fifth Avenue in a parade of silent protest against acts of discrimination and oppression inflicted upon them in this country and in other parts of the world. Without a shout or a cheer, they made their cause known, though many banners which they carried called attention to Jim Crowism, segregation, disenfranchisement, and the riots of Watts, Memphis, and East St. Louis. Damn, my friends, we learn something new every day. I never heard of the silent protest, but I have now, and it is stored in the library of Black History Moments with Bo. There, once again, is our get out of here music. But before I go, I gotta leave you with this message. The number one reason why America never learns from its history is because America never teaches its real history. Have a good day, my friends. 
And until next time, it has been my honor.